Welcome back to the Good Girl. Good girl. Yes. <laughs> the what is quarantine ed- ed- edition? Quarantine edition. Yes. Virtual settings. Yeah, so for the persons who are listening um on audio, we are recording via Zoom because mm-hmm. you don't know COVID has really hit <laughs> an all-time high in Jamaica. Um, so our our what is he? Our health minister, yes, has told us to act like everybody has COVID. So we and Jody are acting accordingly. We're being responsible citizens, you know. Yeah, I think that's the best thing. So yes, <laughs> jumping right into the goodie of the week. This one is different. So yeah, no, I mean like here in Jamaica, we had our twenty twenty national our local elections and it was quite interesting you know and I think for the good of the week we want to highlight the young people like ourselves who went out and voted yes yeah like I've gone on the days where I feel like people are like um, voting and hiding like people were posting their purple fingers and I thought, yes, in Jamaica, we use ink and we use our fingers and we fingerprint beside whatever icon represents the political party that we affiliate ourselves with this. <laughs> yes, it's still like that. But um, yeah, I feel like I, I, I was speaking about this for about two days straight. I was really, anybody I've been in contact when we started talking about the elections, I, was, I made a note to reference that like, I am impressed by how we are so articulate, we you know we think for ourselves. We don't really. It's not um, as previously where it is that we just kind of use affiliation of our family and friends. No, it's just like we think for our own and what we want for the country in the present and future sense. So kudos to the young people who went also. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um the the thing is we're a different generation. Like you know, when they say we're not our ancestors, we ain't them. We are- <laughs> like we so usually it's um for those persons who are not in Jamaica. So we have two political parties. Let's call one orange house and one green house. And usually people just vote like people just if your family born an orange house member, you just have go vote orange. You don't know why you have vote orange. If your family born a green house member, you have vote green house. You don't know why you have vote green house. But this time around, we saw where. Like even there and in, in Jamaica there was such a thing as shore seats. But like in the US they have shore or like shore green sorry, shore blue or shore red states in Jamaica. Right. And all of those we'll call them constituencies, all of those constituencies, like there there's no so there's no longer any shore seats in Jamaica, no. which is good because that means that how do you work? connect with those citizens of the communities yeah too like a lot of the political so when like orange house gets a new member and they want them to win they'll ensure to put them in a sure constituency so gone are the days of that if you're not do the work you're not get the work so yeah so i think that and i think additionally too i saw a lot of young people on twitter like okay you guys won but if in the next four years you don't perform or do the things you're promised, you will be out as well. So it goes to show that they are not voting based on parties yeah. or campaigns or both they're voting based on policies, policies. and manifestos and all those things they would have promised 
to us as young people because to be honest when i think about it and i always talk about it you know in here i feel as though the middle class suffers a lot more um and so because it is that we feel the blunt of all the taxes and all the you know the policies um we really do have a more vested interest in how it is that the country will form and continue to grow in a economic state security all of those things we really consider because everybody wants a house everybody wants to have a decent paying job everybody wants to have know that they can raise a family here i mean no no one ever said on yard but you also kind of you know on the risk of brain drain if it is that the right opportunities are not here for your people yeah so they're speaking up yes and i was proud of a lot of the influential people people who are usually quiet were just like oh no i don't like this part and they weren't speaking on one side you have some people you have some people who are still partisan but yes. have people who were just like I like what I said, yeah, but I like what I said. And the thing is, too, people weren't telling you who they voted for. They were just telling you to go and vote. Yes, I agree. And I love that for all. Well. Yes. You know, I've been exercising my right to vote ever since um, election started. I didn't vote this election because, I'm sorry, I was not planning to vote in COVID, which is bad. But <laughs> people have voted willing to do it. Anybody who voted, um, I don't want to see you on. Much respect. Yeah, but I don't want to see you until two weeks time. I'll never see one of my friends in one of my friends in one vote today come drop off something. So <laughs> hopefully he or she was safe. Um in water. She was definitely the first one in the polls. Like she's crazy. Oh, so that's good. So she yeah, man. She yeah. could mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyways, that was the goodie of the week. Yes. And you are tuned in to the Good Girl Podcast and trending. So we're going right into our trending topic. So funny. The trending topic this week is um I don't know her name. I don't remember her name. I think it's Kai. I wasn't watching name. Um yeah, so she said um she there's a popular video going around on Twitter in the Caribbean sphere where they were this girl was just basically saying a question was asked to her on Instagram and she said she answered it. She was answering the question. So the question asked, Do you have a problem if men cry? And she was just like, basically, I'm going to be very, um, I'm not going to use the word exact word she used, but she was like, we are cry for your gay. Um, so everybody on Twitter, everybody on Instagram, it was going around. Everybody was basically attacking her, saying, you know, whatever. But we kind of wanted to just ask, like, should, do you think it's okay for a man to cry? Heck but, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because see what happens is and i think about this all the time and i i saw the video um is if it's she's really young too so there's that huh? i said she's really young too so we can't to cuss her too hard I mean, i'm not cussing her i'm just dancing yeah. this is really yeah because if it is that they don't these are the things that lead to toxic masculinity and people don't understand these are the stages these are the things that you promote and you say right when i cry for we i cry for and it's from a younger age when it is that they bought them too and they're crying or they lost the toy and they're crying and you're gonna say we are crying for yeah girl or maybe something to cry for and it's also like let me just allow my emotions to be you know oh why are americans like this like we are but you know you know what is crazy like if you're right just give some ratted lick some kick mm-hmm. You get on football for yes, yeah, we did. 
that we did. Oh, yes. Man, McGee, I fought more than we are just giving. <laughs> no, Jamaican parents are different, but yes. Right. Um, I agree. I think that, let me tell you, I think men should be able to cry, but it's situational. Because I feel like a person can be a crybaby, right? But not I'm not talking man or woman. I'm saying a person can be a crybaby. I feel like as you get older, there are certain tolerances you should develop to life. You, you, you grow your emotions. You can't ball. You can ball in private. You can ball by yourself. But... Yeah, you can ball in private. You can ball by yourself. But to me, like when you're going to be crying over everything or whatever, like that is going to kind of be like, yo, you're a crybaby. And I, I personally, I'm speaking from crybaby experience because I think I'm a crybaby. Like, mm -hmm. I, even though emotionally I wouldn't put it out there, but although I haven't cried in a while, um, but I, I, I definitely. I would say I cry. Yeah, I would say I'm a crybaby in terms of stuff. So, because when things frustrate me, I'm going to ball. Like, I don't have a good way of expressing my emotions in terms of words. So, like, if something happens, I have to, like, although I think hopefully I'm getting better at this, but I have to just ball. Um, Jody has experienced that with me. <laughs> so, if I get frustrated, I'm going to cry. So, but men, I definitely think men, men don't, men don't, um, Men shouldn't want, like, men need to cry, is my point. Like, okay, so like they need to, because the, I, I really like, you know, if you really do some studies, and I'm sure studies already exist that show that if it's these people who would have suppressed their emotions, male and female, to be honest, they, they tend to be a little more violent, they tend to be a little more aggressive because they are pent up anger. And it is that they're constantly building on these emotions that are so negative and they haven't let them out until one day the pressure, the pressure part kind of busts. And they they they, they turn, have these manic episodes of this complete anger, despair, um, and then they, they act out essentially the one. Caribbean, I noticed that. Like, I feel like women in the Caribbean, yo, we expect so much from them, man. Yeah. I feel like you know, U.S. girls, yes, or other, but men. I can only speak for where I live or what I've experienced. I feel like Caribbean women, we expect so much from man. We expect them for run the household, be the man, take care. Like, it's, yeah, them things that come with pressure. Them things that come with pressure. I want to, my, my man's supposed to be able to just come, lie down on my chest and ball. Like, if you want to ball, yeah. I'll hold you. Like, ball, let it out. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. to me, it's not going to be a thing where, as I say, the crybaby thing, like, me no want. So maybe that is what she was trying to say. Like, I don't want a crybaby in terms of, like, he is, you know, come. I don't come every night and ball unless you're going through something in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're we're going through you're going through something personally that's very serious that affects you every day. You know, God forbid that happens and I would be there. But in terms of like you're crying about petty life stuff, like, you know what I mean? Um But so then it also busy because what well, in my mind, you know, as old people in Jamaica always say, people who cry not wicked. <laughs> And that too. I mean, in my mind, as Jamaican people always say, all Jamaican people always say, people who cry enough, wicked. So, therefore, some people who do cry a lot, they use it as a weapon to, of manipulation. So, a man would cheat on me and give me two children outside of marriage. 
and then cry and say, oh, God, I really need my life. I'm so sorry. I'll never do this again. So, you know, you have to be careful as to how you allow people to use their emotions to mani- manipulate you. And guys, a lot of guys are like, wow. Um, but I've also seen adverse effects that I would have mentioned of people or guys not crying specifically. I've, I've dated someone who was on a very traumatic experience who did not shed a tear until months thereafter. And then when months thereafter happened, then she like, which they just became a whole different person, which caused a whole different strain in our relationship. And it obviously ended because of not being able to do the, the situation um, in, a, in a more effective way by literally just initially just crying and releasing all the feelings of sadness and anger and just overall confusion from the situation. It was seriously traumatic. But I mean, I guess people are, are raised differently. Um, and some people are raised to think that crying is a sign of weakness. Um, I can relate to that sometimes. Like, yeah, sometimes I don't want to because I feel like, yo, this is not what a strong person does. But then sometimes you, you, you have to, you really have to shed a few, put on your big girl or big boy panties and move on with life. And you get, you get stepping. Well, you know, like, this idea of um, masculinity, right? I feel like as women have developed in our heads an idea, because even watching the video, I was like, you know, we as women have developed an idea of what a man should be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, can, why can it be okay for us to cry, for us to let out emotions, for us to feel this type of way? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Why should it be okay? And even... If not for it, like even when you see what's happening in Jamaica with the, or in like what we've seen in the media with men in earlier this year, a lot of women being killed by men and their husbands and their spouses and whatever. Um because them they not, but like them man they don't know how to let out them emotion properly. Yeah. So in the end it's it's always a way. Yeah, way. And I feel like when, when men are emotionally and unstable, they take it out on whoever they come into contact with and it's going to be a woman. Yeah, you understand but- what I'm it is a norm, you know, it's a societal norm. It's something that you go, you see for generations and generations and generations. We don't know how it was formed, but these norms indicate that, you know, women are more weak in their emotional states. Um, they're weaker beings just in general, although I think, I mean, to carry a child for them. Like, advocate as I always do. Certain men, like, we just no one see you. But like R. Kelly, when R. Kelly go on the interview with Gail, but in wicked, in my use that for manipulate, in wicked. Yeah, like we are both for, like certain man, like, you know. But I got the agreed to be like, man. Chris Brown, you, you thump up Rana face and in a court, I don't love it, but you, you, know, you, you thump up Rana face and in a court about, like, but now I say you can't regret your decision, you know, but certain, like certain. And you know, he's a perfect example of somebody who I think wasn't, wasn't raised to in a way where they were allowed to express themselves because I know what I noticed is that he expresses himself through through creative means. So oh, you yeah. know he the spray printing and him do like the um the you know he will do like an item, do like a clothing line and him doing music. That's how he's been able to release his anger um and feelings because I don't feel like he was ever Share, he was ever informed of the, the, a positive way how to release his feelings and emotions. 
um, I can see it. Like it's, you can see it. Um, it went after the after the. Remember when after the thing happened and he went on an interview? Was it Good Morning America? And he went to just a new man punched the wall or punched the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just negative emotion. But in terms of like, I'm thinking like as a person, like where. Yo, parents, I don't know what you know, but like my father did start. My father spoke to me, but he, he wasn't, yeah, he always spoke to me, but I don't think he spoke to me as much till I was like 14, 15 in terms of really having real conversations with me. Mm-hmm. Your parents didn't really talk to me. Both teen, like even I was no. having a conversation the other day. When did you have the talk with your parents? Wait, I, have I? I <laughs> to this day, like to this day, I forgot how book. You never get a book? No, I never get no book. Like to this day, my all all I know, I just feel like my mother did come say to me one day, yo, um they will have sex. Like that that, that right. just right. Yeah. It's never like I don't know what it's very mean. it's very you know, Caribbean parents, it's Caribbean parents, it's that style of Caribbean parents are very taboo, tiptoe around situation. And then you be, be I feel like when you grow you develop this negative relation relation with sex or like you when you're having sex you always feel like you had to do something bad. Like you just always feel like mm-hmm. you always feel like you had to do something bad or there's something like you always feel like you just had to do something bad. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's just so I don't know. I feel like as because that too is I'm sure she never just come say that. Like this is not her feeling. She probably hear her family or somebody or see something or grow in a household where Sorry. that is what is accepted or that is what is okay and then it's like why is it associated with being gay though and i thought that person no gay people yeah that is yeah that is true because i um yeah i have a gay friend and he's super masculine like so it, 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 yeah, so it's also like you know like um effeminate so it's it's very it's associated with being very effeminate yeah. like oh you crying clearly have a lot of more our um, female hormones. But there are certain things like for example, men like a man care about woman. Like, we don't know. A man kind of a woman just look at like for example, I had a I had an ex boyfriend one time and he's uh, with his ex boyfriend and he was he was he said he was imagining me and why they and why they tell me me woman say um He's going, you know, he saw something and him and his ex-girlfriend had a conversation and it really made him emotional. First of all, why are you talking to your ex? But anyway, that's a, remember, we talked about it. Um, it was just like, so I'm just like, certain things like, you can't expect me to care if you're crying for certain things. Like certain things, you just can't, especially all, all right. All if you put yourself in the situation, but not say you can't make mistake, you know, but... <clears throat> You see me did one yeah, and you go put yourself in a situation and then you go come back to me about how oh, mega do this, how oh, mega deal with this. No. Mm-hmm. Like I said, okay, we have also yeah either. Like that is going to be my So I feel like it's different reactions when it comes to certain things. But like then but then if it's my brother or if it's my uncle or if it's somebody who I'm not relation not not romantically involved with, I'm going to care if they're crying, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I've asked guys cry over girls before um and it's because the, the love they had for that person was just so strong and you know they were okay with expressing themselves in that way to show you've seen it like it, I've, I've, I've only seen it in that situation i told you 
No, I've seen it from I've seen it from um, an outside per, outside perspective. I wasn't in a relationship. I've seen it happen. I've watched the situation happen. Um, in the yeah, I've actually I've actually firsthand have had that. Yeah, I did. But um, I, I didn't really take it as anything like less strong of a man. I re- I really didn't take it as in he was a less strong of a man. I also, it, it it was a place of you showing how much it is that. I cared at that point in your life. And I can respect that. It's something I can respect. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't necessarily think of it anything bad. But on the contrary, because I feel like sometimes women try to be manipulative. Because I've seen like, yeah. this yes, where they're like, when you're mid arguments and you know you're wrong and you just start to cry. Like, yeah. I've seen that meme. And then I've done that. Like, I'm not. <laughs> There was one guy, um, your friend, and I heard he was. I heard he was speaking to another girl. I did not want this person. I've on numerous occasions made it obvious that I was not taking this person seriously. And I hear him talking to our next girl, and I was just like, I was just more like it was more like a tag team. Like you move on before me. No, me, no, me need for something. Um. So I called him basically just bawling, saying how I really regretted the way I treated him, which I did. But I think I honestly did it because I heard he was talking to somebody else. Because if he wasn't, he wouldn't have get that call there. So it's yeah. just like I heard yeah. somebody, and I was Lala. Huh? But Lala, you wicked. No, let me tell you. I was just and I I, I called him on a ball and I was talking to him about it and he was just like, so, like, I can't believe you finally, like, you could have heard him voice that he's just like, you're finally saying what I wanted to hear all this time. Blah, blah, blah. And then up when he said it, I was like, yo, like in my head. So I was like, okay, but I just want us to be friends. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I just called him, create this big excitement, nothing to come out of it. Like, it's when he said, I've been wanting you to hear it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. No, that's not what I want. You know what I mean? So sometimes, toxic <laughs> sometimes us as females are just manipulative like that i feel like we but then if she if the person who said it is looking at it as we use crying as a female maybe she's manipulative so she uses crying as a manipulative thing so she's like if a man is crying we are cry for because that means you're being maybe in her head you're being manipulative it could be it could have seen the way they talk well, we don't know what she was thinking. Um, <laughs> I just took it at face value. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to stop associating males crying with um, being feminine. Yeah. Um, and then the toxic masculinity, it needs to stop because it starts there. It literally starts there. Yeah, and especially mm-hmm. kids, like I feel like, um, although I ain't got no keys, but let your kids cry. You know what I mean? Let your son cry. Yeah. Let your son let it out. Let your son cry. Like, um, and I hate when people jump in for like, him cry, cry too much, man. Him cry, cry. Too no, much. and then you know what? I was actually watching. Oh my god, yes, I was actually watching Tammy Chin. I mean, the Mitchells as usual. Like, I'm always watching that. And um, she was talking about. She was actually talking about guys, her little boys crying. And at first, she used to like because one of her sons are very sensitive. Yeah. Um, very, you know, in tune with his emotions, and she said he always cry, and then she found herself saying, "You know, we are cry for like," yeah. and then she had to stop herself, and then she started to say, "You know, whoa, 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 
what kind of boys am I raising to be men if it is that I'm here as a mother in such a fundamental stage um, in his formative years, kind of cowing down him, expressing himself through that way. You know, he's not throwing temper tantrums and flinging everything um, and punching the wall, that's worse. I mean, if it is that you say, we are careful, is it that he's going to need to do that now and then lead into a very abusive um, person? You know, so those are the things that she identified at a young stage of parenting, as a new parent, and realized that this is what we have to stop doing. I know she spoke, and I, I just, and I, you know, I thought to myself, how oh, you are so correct. I have an affair as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he cries a lot, he doesn't speak much. But I always try to encourage him to speak more because yeah. one thing I always say is you need to speak up because if it is that you don't, people will take advantage of you and also you want to be able to express your emotions. So similarly, like what you're saying, though, let them cry. When them don't cry now, we need to stop and say, oh, so can you explain to me why you were crying? Why were you upset? You know, understand what they're coming, where they're coming from because, I mean, crying is okay and fine and dandy. But how are you going to prevent this from happening in the future? Like, same with ourselves. We'll cry sometime. I will say, Lord God, we stress out or whatever. We're going to know if we stop. Because, I mean, like, if you're going to continue with this path, we're going to cry every day of our lives. Even I know somebody, so what happened to him, he didn't cry. Like, him just grew up on the toxic masculinity. And he was just like, you know, in him older years, he said, yo, may I try crying? Can't ball. Like, he must say, Somebody very close to him dead, and he must say, "Him want like him want to ball him there at the funeral and want ball and can't ball to the point where he's almost like he might get a headache because him want to cry and can't. yo that want cry and can't cry feeling is not a nice feeling, you know. No, yeah. and you start, you start to wonder if it is that you're just so dead inside, dead inside. You wonder if you're heartless and you, yeah, like then the want cry can't cry something that nice. Mm-mm. So I think with I don't know I don't think that you, we should allow that those type of seeds to be planted, you know, mm-hmm. like in terms of especially in our young men and I'm not like every man who I've spoken to in the past and them they have that toxic male thing when you hear about commit you see these days why and I've said it in a previous episode before if you don't come from a two parents also not with you and it's because so in my experience no post me not coming um. It's in my experience, it's because I noticed that when you're raised by, like, how I'm not, I'm not saying you don't have like solid single parents, but when you're raised in a single parent home, especially like a mother son relationship, it tends to they tend to glorify their son so much to the point where, um, even if your son is showing you their, their dynamic is set up in a way where your son has now become your strength. And he recognizes mm-hmm. that as a child, you know, he, your son knows he's your strength. Because mm-hmm. when you listen to these artists and you listen to everything, they're always talking about, yeah, man, Missy Mumi struggle, Missy whatever. But then, on the contrary, I have a friend who his mother was struggling and he did not know. And because she was just holding it, because when I speak to her, she's just like, you know, I didn't want him to see that because he would be forced to become strong for me. So when something was going on with him, he would have just been in this place for holic because you know my mother already had got through hurting, so she can't really manage it, which is not fair to it's not party. It's not fair because she she's a mother, she's a single mother, she's dealing with it on her own and it's unfair. It's a very self, selfless act. Yeah. Because 
we want to. And then kids are very smart as well, as much as we might think. Yeah. They're young and lava, they're very impressionable. Um, and they understand things. Because they think they don't, they understand things. And they will take on, especially if it is that the child is an empath, where it is that they take on the emotions of other people. And that is just so heavy. We yeah. went around. Just heavy. I have a family member who is like that. Like he takes on the emotions of his mom, and he he you can see it in the way him. And then because she has such negative emotions, like to this day, it's just like almost like whatever she's going through is like him. I feel it ten times more. And I'm like that too with the people I'm around. So if you're going through something, me I go feel it more than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I am completely like that, but. I definitely, definitely think that it's learning that people are dealing with things on their own. And, you know, it's learning to a positive way, as I said, like you can be there for people, but you can't take on them burden. You know what I mean? And I feel like men from those type of households, they, they often tend to take on the burden of their mothers, even if their mothers didn't intend it that way. So it's just like, Mm-hmm. you know so it kind of it kind of make it harder for women so personally that's why i say like especially now like i'm dating somebody who is very emotionally stable you get what i'm saying so it's like even like in talking to that person is like wow i feel like i'm unstable one <laughs> you know what i mean so it's just like it's it, it there's a difference i feel like the emotionally unstable thing are afraid to talk are afraid to express certain points because it just you just can't it, Money for cry, money for cry, money for talk, money for express that emotion. And even if you're not a ball, even if you're baby, talk it out, talk it out. Don't be afraid to feel. You know, you actually hurt my feelings. That was actually very hurtful what you said. It's okay to be hurt by words, or, and it's okay to acknowledge that you're hurt and, and by action. You know, you say, no, mama, good. Good, you can't hurt me. You can't hurt And it's just like, you're actually not, and you're over the low key plotting as to how to get me back in life. Because worst type, you know, it's the worst type of situation. If they, like me want a man willing to sit down and talk it out with me, I'm bothered with me. You know, you know, it's the worst situation. You know, it's the worst situation in life when you and me attack or have a conversation or something, or I'm having an argument with you. And you have nothing to say, and you just are you take up your key them and gone. And oh, say, yo, you just black. You say, Yeah, man, and you, you, just, you don't. talk, you talk, and you say, oh. come back when you're done. No, that this needs a conversation. I don't, you just want to come back on my cool off or whatever, and then you keep doing that. And there's you know, resentment and things. It, it's also leads, it also leads to other parts of feeling like you're disregarding the emotions. Yeah, like you people express their emotions with such. What's I call it though? I mean, there was such vulnerability, yes. So you, when you're expressing yourself and you're expressing how you feel about the situation, her words or actions are not. You're expressing it from other vulnerable place because it, it, you have to be able to acknowledge it, to say it. And you're acknowledging it and you say it and you say, all right, cool, this person will understand or try to understand at least. And it's just like, I'm out. And you're just like, but, um, and then some men were just like, I feel like it's toxic when men say, I'm not arguing with no girl. We mean, I'm your woman. Like, you well, you're not arguing though. It's also, but you need to have a conversation with me. 
And then you have the man in where we trace you, like we just fully trace you, like fully. So to me, oh, I'm not into that. So if you if you if you bow that if you bow that life, I am out. Yeah, you have the man in like to me. There's certain there's certain things you just shouldn't do. Um, when you're upset, I'd rather you cry. I'd rather you take your time because one, you're not cursing about. You see the minute me hear a b or a f. <laughs> I am shimmying out because you're not cursing about bad word after me. Me, my, me never grew up here. My, pers- my my parents are cursed after me. Me never do. Me never hear it. So why you? Why me? Why you for curse after me? No, no man, not to do that, lady. And I'm really encouraged. Though even <clears throat> and I, I personally, I'm not the type to um use expletives towards my significant other. I'm not gonna do that. so. Though I don't think that anybody should be using expletives, but I just think that it's uh, because woman, um, woman, woman, when women, when women say, but I don't know, there's something I don't know. Maybe I'm being, I'm wrong, but there's something worse about it to me when a man are gonna take a call you out your name or say certain things to you. No, you yeah, also had them. Yeah, actually, also about them. I'm gonna call you, madam, until I say yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, like when you look on the internet, like the other day. Um, when named the rapper NBA young boy, he must fingers, calling girls names on the internet. Yes, yes, like I mean, I said, I call girls bitch whole shit. Like, what? No, yeah. do that. like, <laughs> like, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't speak certain things. Don't do that. Don't, and I always I think when I see these situations and I look at him, I'm just like, I wonder how I would feel if someone was calling his mother or sister out of her name like this. Like, I always think people don't think that these things can happen to people in their lives. Like, or... Uh, uh, Hello? Hello? I'm always tell, I always tell my male friends this. I say, listen, be careful how you're treating these females. Oh, yes. Between your daughters. Karma comes full circle. And if it's not you, it's going to happen to you from you know, why your daughter dates, I do the right thing. I talk to people mm-hmm. and it doesn't mm-hmm. work because of what you did I do in the past. Yeah, in the past. And she have to pray down against your little generational curse and we have passed yeah. on. No. Like, it's, it's actually a real thing. I feel like... I think- no, like, I, you have women who are good women, but because of the seeds where them family members plant, they have to just, you know, be praying against it, to be doing certain things and just to be really connected to the, you know? So it's just like, you can't do that. You can't put yourself, you always remember that, yo, you wouldn't want your daughter, you wouldn't want your sister, you wouldn't want people experiencing something. Yeah. Because, yeah, and then, you know, them, you know what's crazy? The most toxic men, when them have them daughter, them expect man to come treat them daughter like... like- Princess, princess, princess. Somebody else, daughter, sir. You never did that. But you did. Oh, okay. You never did that. Do it. So there's that. Anyways, our one guys should cry. Um, and it's okay. I think or she should cry. You should express yourself, and you should um express your emotions in a very positive way. And ensure that you're expressing your emotions to people you feel you can trust, and it won't won't laugh you and and take it in jest and use it against you. Because sometimes people you will express yourself to people and, and then you know. uh, sorry, you have don't tell your man for them. Go to all uh, know who to trust, but go to better you go to like uh, no your friend, no your friend. Especially with the emotions thing, because we have to be realistic um and understand the climate we live in. 
not everybody, your man friend them not all the day yet. You understand what I mean? Your man friend them not the day. So go talk to, I would advise you to, you know, have a female friend and someone who don't know of just be a friend to a female. But, but that's a conversation for a little bit. <laughs> but I would say talk to your female friend or just talk to somebody who is very in touch with their emotions or very stable. So you can know so if you express certain things to them that they can relate or whatever. So, yes. So that's what <laughs> our trending topics for this week. So, mm-hmm. what should you think? Okay, so you are tuned in to the Good Girl Podcast, and we are going into our listener question. This one is very close to home. I am immune compromised, so since COVID has started, I have just been home. I don't know what to do. I'm losing my mind. My anxiety is at an all-time high. So I have to, but I have to be extra cautious. I want to go on the road. I want to see my friends, but I have to be super cautious because this disease can literally kill me. Help any suggestions? Um, same without the without the um, the immune, yeah, the serious immune implications. Um, you know, we've been in the house for. Down there, what's over? How long now? We can't, we lose count. I don't even know. Like, it's been bad. But me can't use, let me tell you, the last time I went out, I went to dinner with some friends on the, let me tell you, I even know the date, on the, um, the 11th, the week of the 11th. Let me tell you why. Because every time I go on the road, I do a two weeks count off to say, like, that is how much anxiety I have. Like, if I go anywhere in, ter- in terms of a crowd, you know what I mean? Even something like going to the supermarket, them thing there now, gives me so much anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. But you know what I do? I actually look forward to going to the supermarket because that's the only thing that I really do outside of go to work, which is only two days out of the week. Um, and I... And when work is very strict, very, very strict, very strict protocols, when is it that we go in? Um, so I look forward to going to the market because I feel like, well, I can actually come outside my house, not get house color, you know, get some vitamin D. No, you're not all chrome skin. No. What I would say though to her, initially I had gotten this advice and when coronavirus just started, I was starting to work from home mandate. Um, I did get this advice that, you know, what they did was they actually went out and did walks in their other community, on the road, something like that. Because guess what? Anxiety, um, well, vitamin D actually helps with anxiety. So, which is obviously from the sun. So when you go outside and you get fresh air and these fresh walks, you can probably do 15 minutes, 20 minutes per day. It's doing enough exercise and it also gives you vitamin D that you need to kind of suppress the anxiety that you're currently feeling. That is something that I was advised on. The second thing I was advised on is also limit your social media intake because it's information overload. It is just constant oh, updates from Ministry Health, updates from the United States where they're being about things. Updates from you seeing your friends all the time, you think it's shoot, you wish you were there because you had no FOMO. It's updates on everything in general, and it's just like I don't know about anybody else. The brain is going like I completely understand where she's coming from because let me tell you, you're so cool. she can't tell you. You're so any distress thought. 
I'm literally sleeping, like everything that I do. So I am very, I, I've never noticed my body this much in my life. So every pain, everything I feel, anything, any, any, because I have like, I have like a bad, um, so I have, a, I have acid reflux really bad, right? So like anything I eat or whatever, and you know, this is like a digestive thing. So sometimes it makes you throat dry or like you get a little chest pain with it sometimes. And it just make you nervous because you have chest pain, dry throat. <laughs> you know what is it? And I'm just like, it's just like, it's very anxious. Um, I honest, what I would also, what helped me a lot, um, and you know that I'm always going to go here, um, praying. Honestly, the best thing that helped is just knowing that the Lord is listening. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you guys don't believe in whatever me, I tell you what me experience. Um, knowing to me that the Lord is listening and I have this person that I can call on and I can listen to, that can listen to me and that can be there for me is very, is very <laughs> and I would advise what I do personally every morning um, I get up before work because I'm working from home for the past about two weeks now and straight just straight from home um, no going in office at all um, I just started this new job too so <laughs> I haven't even met anybody properly but what I do is get up and go work out outside in the sun. I make sure I do workouts inside. I make sure I go in the sun and have a workout. So like I wait until I see. So I'll get up at six, make my breakfast, do whatever, whatever. And then I'll go and make sure what is seven o'clock to eight o'clock. I'm working out when the sun is up. Like more want the sun I catch me when me I work out. Mm-hmm. Like because I don't feel comfortable going back to the gym. Um, with everything going on, so you know, just to get have some normalcy, especially if you're 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 blessed to be working from home. Um, I yes. guess well, they legally have to because you're immune compromised. So, um, what I would say too is separate your workspace. So, what I had to do is like create a separate workspace from my bedroom. Hopefully, you have enough space in your house or something, or put if you have to use your bedroom, put a curtain or something around so you know, say when this curtain lock is work time because there's certain little things you can do. It's to psychological, no man, it's Yes, like I have another room in my house, so when I just step into that room, I know, say, all right, it's work mode. And when I step into this room, I know that okay, it's my bedroom. This is my safe space. This is where I can, you know, it is then. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people, at first, I was very, 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 very uncomfortable with the idea of working from home because I also felt like um, it was an invasion of my space. I did really like me take. I take my private time or my personal space very seriously because you need a balance in life yeah. um and when i'm home i can just actually just relax and just do things for me and to be able to have to share that space with work it was really uncomfortable again i created the space um and created periods and you create a routine that you stick to it will help a lot like a routine helps and it became a it makes you become a little more productive. I think at first we probably work from home was just in people who weren't as productive as they probably would have been generally. But you want to develop a routine, it can make a lot more productive than you would have um, worked yeah, originally um, at, at the initial states of this. I know when to lock off because to a lot of reasons, the reason why anxiety is probably high as well is because you're carrying your work. 
that's why I say when you lock off, like when I lock off from that room, I'm not carrying work in here. Like in my no. room. I'm, mm-hmm. I make sure whatever I'm doing, I do it or whatever. And if I feel like it's, if I say it's running too late or whatever, I'll kind of like mentally just lock it off. Before, yeah, like just decompress, just allow yourself. I mean, it's unfortunate because especially human contact, because I would say it's FaceTime your friends often. There's so yeah. speaking to people on a certain level that gives you comfort. Um, and if you don't, honestly, I'd say if you don't have a pet, get a pet. I have a little fish in my room with me love or me stare upon, like, you know what I mean? So get a pet. You can get something that to, um, dogs are amazing. They'll be, they give you so much comfort. Like you wouldn't even believe. I don't know how the immune compromise thing go as it relates to animals, but I would say get an animal, get something. Cause yo, them just bring you so much joy. Like my mother have a dog, but when I'm sad, like I would just say, Hey, cookie, come sleep with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like or when you're anxiety, but me know that the anxiety is something like even today I had to just be, you know, I was facing it and you know, like it's it's not easy to know, say this is what's happening, you know. I want to see my friends, I want to see people. Mr. Some people still are hang out, but since the co- I have not the last time I was out was about three weeks ago or two, three weeks ago, and I went to the beach, but it was just like and it was just it was nobody was there at all. Um but it still is not like your everyday routine. You can't just be going in and out. And I know it feel away, but find things that you find joy in. And what I do to learn new skills, like put your mind to use. Um, so what I would say to do is like me, I'm planning to learn how to wax my, myself. I want to. Sorry, I'm hearing things. <laughs> yeah, look around like Jeepers Creepers, like what is going on? Uh, I'm very paranoid as a person, so anything you just see, I'm just like, see, yeah. that's the, the anxiety leads to the paranoia because yeah. you're hearing things, you're, you're, you're thinking about yourself in a negative way. Let me tell you something you have to just focus. I feel like you have to focus on the positive, it's easier said than done. But you just- the app. I have a gratitude app that's been helping me lately. Gratitude app every day gives you a reminder of what to be thankful for. You can write a journal entry every single day. Um, and it, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you away from the negative thoughts because you, you have to find a positive every day. And if, if you see that if you, you're um, grateful for your 10 fingers and your 10 toes, then you're grateful for your 10 fingers and your 10 toes. So it keeps you at a place where you can always find the silver lining, which is what you want to be at. You don't want to be constantly thinking about it. Um, the negative situation. Um, so use those tips. Do something fine. Like me, I'm going to learn to ask myself. I said I'm going to learn how to do my like individual lashes. Like I just buying things. Like I just look using the YouTubers like doing things that I see them doing. Like there's this girl I follow and she's like, quarantine has really turned me into like a not girl instead of a hot girl. And she said, yeah, she's learned how to. But she said no, she learned how to wax herself. She learned how to do her eyelashes. She learned how to do her nails herself. Like she's just like things. Try and do things or learn skills or do things that make you feel good as a person you know what i mean if you if you can't go to hair just so learn to wash your hair like do things to make you as a person feel good and self-care is important so don't neglect yourself during this period as well drink a lot of water but i'm very sorry that you're experiencing this it's very unfortunate hopefully they will come with a vaccine very soon Mm -hmm. so hopefully that will happen i mean i hope we helped you in some way 
um, I'm sure we'll send a message long time. So sorry that we just got to it. But um, yeah, I hope we helped you in some way. And yeah, I mean, harder. Be safe, girl. Be safe, yeah. And you know, it's we, they said that there would be spikes. So we just have to go through one and just ride out the wave. Trust God yep. as a train and just um, trust the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. That was a question, guys. That brings us to the end of this episode. I don't even know how Jodie look by the time I see her again. <laughs> oh, she, oh, this is a, like this is just so sad. <laughs> no, but you know it's great. Does I don't know if quarantine like with me quarantine makes me skinny. Like I lose weight because I because I go to the gym, so I'm always like weight. Well, so when I don't have the weights or whatever. I get skinny or like when I'm, when I kind of, I feel anxious as well. I feel when I'm home, I don't eat as much. When I'm on the road, I will buy food or whatever, but yeah, no quarantine really. How, are, are you gaining weight? Or are you losing weight? No, oh, no. Well, I just know I want to lose it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm maintaining at this point. I'm just like, like, mm, what's I'm, yes, guys. So, we miss you guys and we miss the energy. We miss Kevario. Oh, God. We miss Kevario. But we just have to do our thing and just make sure. And just please, guys, make sure you're staying safe. The more we worry about it, it's possible. Yeah. Bye, guys. It was fun. Love you.